0: You're listening to the micro version of the Savage Lovecast, www.savagelovecast.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary,
1: or if you're looking for sexual harmony,
2: well, there's nothing you can't have on the Savage Lovecast.
0: There are lots of shitty people out there in shitty places working to make those shitty places even shittier. Debbie Riddle is one of them. She is a Texas state representative and she like state legislators in Florida and Georgia and Ohio is pushing a trans toilet bill, a bill that would force trans people to use the bathroom that corresponds with the gender that they were assigned at birth, their pre transition gender, right? So it would force trans men to use ladies restrooms and it would force trans women to use men's restrooms. And if they broke the law by peeing in the bathroom that they should pee in men in the men's room, women in the women's room, they could go to prison. And Debbie Riddle wants to make this happen to make people who are other people in the bathroom, the cis people, the non-trans people to make sure that they're safe in the bathroom because, because trans people are not attacking anyone in toilets. This is not a thing that actually happens People do get attacked in toilets. Women get attacked in toilets. You can Google rape, sexual assault, public restroom, and a lot of stuff pops up. And none of it has anything to do with trans people, not trans women attacking cis women in public restrooms. It is men, cis men, non-trans men attacking women in restrooms. If you want to make public restrooms safe for women, it should be illegal perhaps for Non trans men to use public toilets. Anyway, Debbie Riddle is one of the people pushing these bills. I wrote about her a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's just another one of those right wing assholes who's hammering away about the supposed threat posed by trans people in public toilets. In reality, which isn't something they get much of in Texas, just like they don't get much rain anymore, in reality, Trans men and women are at higher risk, maybe highest risk of violent attack, hate crimes, uh, and at higher risk of murder than just about any other group. Trans women of color at highest risk. Five or six trans women of color have already been murdered this year. And this whole idea that informs these anti-trans toilet bills like Debbie Riddle's in Texas is really the, uh, I call it the blood libel, the anti-trans blood libel. This belief that some or all trans women are actually male rapists trying to worm their way into quote-unquote safe spaces so they can attack actual, quote-unquote actual women because a male rapist can't just walk into a woman's restroom dressed as a man, can he? This idea that these bills support and inject into the conversation and put into people's heads, this idea results in uh, violent attacks on trans women. We're just trying to use the bathroom. I've been writing about this a bunch at SLOG, the stranger's blog, my home paper's blog, and making suggestions like perhaps if trans people can't be trusted to use public restrooms out there in public, they should march into the Florida state capitol, one of my recommendations, and occupy all the toilets. Just occupy the restrooms so that they these trans people can urinate and defecate under the strict supervision of these state legislators who seem so obsessed with when and where and how trans people are going to the bathroom. I also suggested when Debbie Riddle began to push her anti-trans toilet bill in Texas that trans people drop bottles of urine off at her office or find out where she's going that day. Where are her public events? Just go up to her and hand her your waste products for safe disposal since you can't, as a trans person, be trusted To dispose of your own waste products, maybe you should just give them to Debbie Riddle and she can take them to the bathroom and pour them into the toilet herself. So Color Me Thrilled that Michael Hughes, trans man, trans activist, last week began taking pictures of himself in public restrooms and tweeting them out with, Do I look like I belong in the women's facilities? Along with the hashtag Occupati, O-C-C-U-P-O-T-T-Y. Look it up on Twitter. He is... Making the point that these bathroom bills that are being pushed all over the country, part of the anti-queer backlash underway in these shitty places where shitty people are working to make shitty places shittier. If put into practice, would force men like him, trans men, into women's restrooms. And Michael Hughes is a big, butch, bearded guy. And if he walks into a woman's restroom, he's probably going to make the women there uncomfortable. But these laws would require him to use a woman's restroom or risk prison and fines. But this is what they're pushing. These laws. Making trans people, trans men and women, less safe than they already are. Michael C. Hughes. You should follow him. He's on Twitter. Clearly an activist and a trans man to watch and to follow and to pay attention to. He's at underscore Michael Hughes one on Twitter. You should get online. Hashtags. Also hashtag, we just need to pee. Go look at what he's doing. He's successfully driving, the, and maybe, you know, maybe what he's doing is a little more polite and a little more realistic than my proposal to hand bottles of urine to Debbie Riddle in Texas um, is really having an impact. He's getting a lot of coverage, and you should jump online and follow Michael C. Hughes and uh, give him your support. He's selling some T-shirts and trying to make this into a campaign uh, that goes national. It's already gone viral in an attempt to push back these dangerous anti-trans toilet bills so jump on twitter follow michael hughes buy a t-shirt retweet if you're trans you can participate in this occupy we just need to pee campaign that michael created all right we're going to go to your calls jeffrey self joins us on the podcast today to field some questions with me after this the savage Lovecast is sponsored by nature box nature box ships great tasting wholesome snacks right to your door Forget the vending machine and start snacking smarter with wholesome, delicious treats like sweet and salty nut medley. Support the Lovecast by ordering a NatureBox sampler box at naturebox.com slash savage. That's right. Free, free NatureBox snacks at naturebox.com slash savage. Today's Lovecast is brought to you by MeUndies.com. High quality, super comfortable, good looking underpants. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Savage. The Savage Lovecast is sponsored by Smart Mouth Activated Mouthwash. Smart Mouth blocks bad breath for 12 hours. Get Smart Mouth at your local drugstore and keep your breath fresh.
3: Hi, Dan. I'm a 24-year-old straight female from Sydney, Australia, and my question is in regard to fuck buddies. Recently, I have met and slept with three men from OkCupid. Okay Early in our online conversations, I let these guys know that I only wanted sex and friendship and not a romantic relationship. Each guy I spoke with was super excited about that kind of arrangement and how much they wanted to establish a relationship where whenever they were horny, they could organize to meet up with me. My problem is that I'm confused about why these guys are not approaching me or wanting to come over regularly when I message them and tell them them, I want to see them and I'm horny. And also why if they message me asking when they can next do X, Y, and Z to me or message me telling me they're really horny or blah, 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 why the fuck they don't just come over when I've told them that my door is open to them as long as I'm home and in the mood? I have a high libido as in every day I want to have sex and I understand logistically that this is not going to happen as these guys have their own lives to mine but I figured having a few guys who wanted to fuck me would mean I would get laid at least a few times a week. And these guys insisted they want to fuck me and engage in sexting with me. The only thing I can think of is that maybe my aggressive or I guess very confident GGG's approach for sex is somehow turning them off. I don't know because that seems like a load of shit to me. If I was receiving messages about how much someone wanted to sleep with me and I was attracted to them, then I would just go and fucking sleep with them. But maybe my confidence is a bit full on and maybe they're not used to coming used to it coming from a woman and i do think these guys are attracted to me because of what they've said about how much they've enjoyed the sex and how much it exceeded their expectations so what the fuck other than the possibility that these three guys have a very low sex drive compared to mine and or are all very very busy why the fuck are they saying they want to fuck me rather than just coming over and fucking me
0: I'm in Los Angeles uh, this week recording the podcast from the Nerdist Podcast Studios. And when I do the show in Los Angeles, I always like to drag, cajole, con someone into sitting in with me and fielding the questions with me because it makes the day go faster. Jeffrey Self is a writer and performer. He hosts the podcast because everybody now has a podcast. Everybody. He hosts the podcast This Is Really Important. He created and starred on the Jeffrey and Cole Casserole show on Logo. And he is performing his solo show, Please Respect My Privacy at Akbar in Silver Lake down here in Los Angeles on Tuesday, March thirty first at eight PM. If you are in Los Angeles or near Los Angeles, go see his show. Jeffrey, thanks for jumping on the Hi. Show with me. Thanks for having me. So we're gonna tag team these calls. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna We're gonna make it happen. We are. We're gonna give it to him from both ends. Uh-huh. You're getting double the faggot for your money this Absolutely, week. Absolutely. You're yeah. calling in for sex advice from one fag <laughs> to another. And you're getting two fags. Two fags. So This woman. I'm going to let you go first. Okay.
1: Well, I get the guy's point of view. These other guys, I mean, I get, you know, she's looking to get fucked as much as possible, right? Um, But, like, I feel like the sexting versus the actual doing of the of the act is so much it's such a big difference right and so it's like so much easier for for like me for example to sit at home and sex someone as opposed to actually drive all the way over there i don't know where she she says she's in australia so perth Mm -hmm. um and you know perth traffic and uh drive all the way over there and like actually do it it's so much easier to just like sit there and like send dirty things back and forth is this
0: Technology and pornography warping everyone's sex drives. Yeah, don't you know you think? She's a young woman. She's probably sleeping with young w- men. Yeah. And they grew up jacking it in front of their devices and their yeah. laptops and now their cell phones. It's so much easier. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The actual act of like going to have sexes you, you could just basically i mean you can't have the same experience but you can you know have sexuality at home all by yourself you can
0: get off but it's not quite the same no it's
1: not the same but also like if you you know if you do that all the time maybe it, it it's it's better for you
0: when i read the outline of her call because i get the outlines and then i listen to the calls uh-huh. i thought well maybe you're a lousy lay because you fucked all these guys once yeah. and they've never come back
1: but, but also, also but though, they're
0: responding to her sex. Yeah. She fucked them once. They're at least interested enough to keep sexting with her. They want to have this sexual connection, but they don't want to. They want to drive them – where is the straight guy who will not get yeah, in a car to go get some pussy? Yeah, I've never heard of this straight
1: but guy. But, like, also, you know, like, maybe they did have sex once, so then, you know, doing it again is, like, the same thing. So it's, like, my, staying home and jerking off is the same thing. And if I'm going to do the same thing again, I might as well just stay home and jerk off because at the end of the day, like, I can order delivery afterwards.
0: Is it that straight cliche that the guys have to feel like they're on the hunt and you're being too easily obtained so it's not arousing? I, mean, I think that's bad. not just straight guys, right? I
1: mean, isn't that everybody?
0: Is it? You yeah, you, you don't find like the like
1: the act of like searching for someone to have sex with almost sexier than like actual sex?
0: Not really.
1: Like, but don't you think there's an allure to the like but Like going out and seeking it, or going online and seeking yeah, like it, or going, whatever.
0: Going and finding it is exciting when you find it. Casanova said the ultimate moment, uh, the, the, the 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 most arousing moment, the sexiest moment is climbing the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to yes, and you're going up to the bedroom. Absolutely. And everything after that is an anticlimax including the climax. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think there's something to that because I do, the sex yeah. never lives up to the hype, like no. what you've imagined, what you've hoped for when you're like. Yeah. It's like vacation. Yeah. It's like, you know. I don't want to throw this out there because of all the trouble Lena Dunham got into. uh, What happened with her? Well, she wrote in her book, she compared like the way she was being as a creepy little kid to a sexual predator. And everyone said, oh my God, she's a sexual predator. And she's like, no, no, I'm comparing my creepy behavior to the ultimate example of creepy behavior. Right. And it was total bullshit. People bagging on her for that. People love to be mean to her. And I don't want to throw this out there, but – you know, we joke. Terry and I joke that if you know he has his eye on somebody, or we think somebody's hot, and we're kind of like feeling them out, we call yeah. it grooming behavior. Okay, <laughs> which is you know what they say pedophiles do to children. It's grooming behavior. Right. <laughs> and so maybe she needs to tweak her grooming behavior maybe, with
1: these guys. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's a little too it's a little too obvious. Is that what you feel like? Maybe or is it? Or well,
0: she does she need to like manipulate them and play a little bit harder to get. Do guys want to feel like they got something other guys
1: couldn't get? I mean, I think there's definitely something to that for sure. But at the same time, it's also like maybe don't. Maybe what you need to not. Maybe the the, the like trying to have like a roster of three and going back to it. A, that sounds kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And B, like it does sound like they're they're going to get sick of it too. You need to if you're wanting to have sex every week. I think you have to like actually be active about. Looking for it every week. You but she
0: did look for it. She found three guys. She yeah, fucked three guys. Okay, she, like, she proposed friends with benefits relationships with these three guys. They all signed up. They're all sexing. They're all interacting. Yeah. They're not. They're not ghosting her. They're not uh, doing know, the but fade it's, away. It's,
1: it, but it's they. They got it. They did it once. And so it's like if she wants to keep doing it, I feel like she needs to. Actually, continue to seek it out. It's not like you can just be like, okay, I've, I've got my my, my sex guys. buddies now. Um, Maybe there are,
0: I'm not. I haven't been to Australia in a well. while. Maybe there are only three straight guys in Australia. Well, and, that's a good and point. And this is it. This is that's all a
1: so, very solid. She's point. exhausted her options. She's gonna
0: have to go to New Zealand.
1: <laughs> have you been to Australia? There are a lot of gay people. There,
0: there. are a lot of gay people in yeah. Australia,
1: but no, there are a lot of straight people. Too. Everybody there is hot. That's I mean that there's that. So I think I think she's fine. I think she should she should she could be able to find people line up
0: three other guys
1: yeah keep trying or
0: one don't give you
1: know what i mean once a week i'm sure you could if you if you actually try as opposed to like being like i got my three guys now now where are they
0: my last bit of advice for her would be the direct question instead of asking me why are you sexting with me and not coming over here and fucking me Mm -hmm. ask them stop flirting and just straight out ask and maybe that'll scare a straight guy like i don't want to sext i want to get fucked do you want to fuck me if you don't want to fuck me Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna move on yeah, And why are you sexy with me if you won't come over here and fuck me? Come over here and fuck me. Those are your orders. But do you and see sexed? how they respond? Uh,. Uh, I have to plead the fifth. Okay. I think, but like, <laughs> of course I, I do. Everybody does. Yeah, of course. Nobody wants to think about it. I do. And like,
1: like I have things. specific people in my life that I actually, I, I sext and they're just, that's like all pretty much the relationship I have with them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like my parents and people. <laughs> you know, <but> like, <laughs> your fourth grade teacher. Agent, your boy scout uh, coach. Yeah. No, but like, um, but there are those people that you, that's specifically what you do. And like, I think you can kind of categorize and put those people in like a little bit of a box. And so it's like
0: So people talk about the friend zone. Personas. We have to start talking about the sexting zone. Absolutely. There are people who fall into the sexting zone. Yeah. That you're never gonna have sex with, you're just gonna swap pics with yeah, and dirty exactly. talk.
1: And and it gets you and it gets you, you know, sort of to the next level of then watching porn and jerking off or whatever, you know? They're they're sort of the the appetizer.
0: So to boil it down for her, move to New Zealand, ask a direct question. Yeah. And um maybe masturbate
1: more. Or be more don't don't just like be like I have my three guys. You know, have you're gonna have to work for it every week. Cock, you have to work for
4: it. <laughs> Hi Dan. Um, I've got a question about kinky relationships, ex boyfriends, and long distance stuff. So I've got this little bro role play relationship going on, um, with a guy who's twenty one, I'm twenty seven, we live in the same city. Um, it's cute, we work out together, um, we play. He's also got a boyfriend and a daddy, and that's all great. And so there's this guy who is my ex-boyfriend who lives in another city and met him at a big fetish event. And we really hit it off. We were dating until like a couple uh, weeks ago, we were like, you know, long distance boyfriends, just didn't work out. We had different life goals, but, um, my little bro went to the same city where my ex lives and something with his hotel fell through. So we ended up staying with my ex for a few days. I introduced them while I was together with my ex. We all like had a threesome and played and it was really fun and hot. And we'd like talked about all three of us, like being in San Francisco together and staying with him, hanging out. Um, so I'm just, like, really dealing with a lot of feelings of jealousy about my little bro going to stay with my ex and having sex with him and, like, feeling, like, just sad and angry because I can't have that anymore and wondering what to do with these feelings, if I should try to communicate these feelings to either my little bro or my ex. But uh, I see my little bro every day, work out with him, like, four times a week, so I'm going to see him, like, a lot, and I just don't know. What I should do with these feelings? He works out a lot.
0: He does work out a lot. <laughs> I wish sometimes they would enclose pictures with their calls. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. He has a cute voice.
0: Just does it ever creep you out, like the gay thing of like little, little bro, bro and daddy and?
1: Well, it took me a second. I. I I, when you, as he kept using the term little bro. I, I, well, I mean, he's also like built a really nice family unit too. Like um, there's a daddy involved and there's a, a little bro. And a and
0: boyfriend. There's a, a
1: strange uncle somewhere in <laughs> there, I'm sure.
0: Um, <laughs> and then there's the animal kingdom because one of them's probably a bear and the other's an sure, otter. Right, and yeah. Um, I mean, manatee.
1: I totally get what he's saying though. I totally get the issue of like feeling jealous of...
0: But the little bro his, with uh, whom he has sex but is not exclusive. Yes. Because the little bro has a daddy and he probably sounds like he has Other sex partners too, and he little bro is going to go and stay with his ex boyfriend with whom he had a three way with little bro at one point, right? And now the little bro and the ex are going to sleep together, and suddenly that crosses a line. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if the
1: three way happened with the little bro and the ex while the ex and this guy were a couple. Yeah, that's what that's that's when it happened. Okay, so there's like that. That's like it's it's feeling like. Oh, I was – because every I feel like there's that insecurity when you have a three-way of, like, am I the third person that everybody's kind of, like, once out of the picture,
0: you know? I think three-ways work best when all three people assume that to be the case. And That's true. Comport I got themselves kicked out of three-way recently. <gasps> it was
1: horrific. <laughs>
0: okay, like fuck this call. What happened?
1: It was traumatizing. It was these two guys that, that that I had like put on this pedestal and like there there was there were drugs involved and like we were just like we had been at a gay bar all night and like, you know, we were we were hyped up and um we uh we we went back to one of their places and like it, we were watching Elaine Stritch clips. And as I was, one does I before a gay three-way. Three don't ones. give away all our gay secrets. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they, they and want the straight people to find out about the Elaine Stretch yeah. clips and then start having as many three ways as we do. That's true. Yeah, that's a, don't try it.
1: But so <laughs> then they they then they like it turned into a three-way and then and then midway through I realized no one was touching me and that there was like this other thing going on on the one side of the bed and I was just like laying there all by myself uh-huh. and I panicked and then I. I had like a full-on just like freak out.
0: You didn't, kick, you didn't get kicked out. You kicked yourself out.
1: I, well, yeah, basically. I did stand up and I was like, do you guys want me to go? Oh, I'm feeling really unwanted right now. At that moment, of course they want you to go. And they went, The one of the guys went, do you feel like you should go? <gasps> it was the most patronizing thing. And they were like kind of famous. And that made it even worse because then I was like, I'm not famous enough to have this three-way.
0: Oh my God! It was so, Adina Mazzel and John Travolta and you, it wasn't it it? Was After the, the Oscars, yeah, totally. And I
1: touched his wig, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> the lights come on. No, but it was awful. So I get the like what this guy's saying about being like
0: left out, left out. All we, all we need to do is talk to his fucking little... They have this relationship where they have sex and they work out all the time. They're really close. And if he has some, and I think it's an irrational insecurity, you have to yeah. present it as an irrational insecurity. You know, I have these weird feelings about you getting together with my ex. Max my ex and I are on great terms, and it just feels a little squicky. Can yeah. we talk, use your words, Caller, can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And then maybe your little bro will choose your relationship and not messing it up over the sex he might have with your ex yeah. on this trip. But if he doesn't, like, you have to listen to him, Caller. You have to let, let him make the case for why this shouldn't be a problem. yeah. Uh, okay, but that's enough with the call. I want to get back to this three-way that sure. you had. Like, wasn't it an option for you to just, like, retire to a chaise lounge and masturbate and observe? Well, I... If you hadn't been a drama queen at that moment, that's probably what you could have done, there right? There
1: probably was that moment that I could have done. However, I was like, A, I had traveled. I was all the way across town, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was the middle of the night. I was in no condition to get home. And so I was like, am I just going to, like, have to sit here and, like... Just like lay here while these people hook up and also l- retiring to a chaise sh- lounge and just jerking off while I watch them felt even like felt like even more of like a pathetic thing because then I felt like the
0: creep who was See, like. I think people who have three ways and you're a person who has three ways. I've seen yeah. this wasn't your first. No, 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 of course. There's always moments in three ways where it becomes a two way briefly. Yeah. And if you're gracious about those moments. Yeah. It will become a three way again. Mm-hmm. Man, so you kind true. of have to hang back a little bit, yeah. let them like, let people, like the problem with the ways that people have is they get crazy if it becomes a two way for a second yeah. because then I'm excluded and I'm yeah, not yeah, in yeah. it. yeah. If you've been in more than, like, three three-ways, there's been that moment where it became a two-way with you and somebody else yeah. and somebody else was briefly outside it. That's true. And you just have to kind of roll with that. This was pretty intense,
1: though. This was pretty, like...
0: Well, when you interrupt and say, please tie me to a chair. Yeah. So
1: I can't be a part of this. But <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, You're yeah. actively excluding me <laughs> instead of just forgetting I'm in the room.
1: That, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this felt like a, a genuine, like a, a diss. And the weird thing is that one of them... One of the two guys is the one that brought me there to begin with, and was like, "We're going to go hang out with this guy, and it's going to be really fun." And I was like, "Oh, okay, fun." And then we showed up, and then I got ditched. I was just sort of there, to I think, to like. you soften were the, lube boy the like, by the yeah. side of the bed. Squirt, squirt. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't even lube. So I don't, and their names were uh, yeah, they were they were they were like kind of gay celebrities. Mm. Have you ever had a little bro? Uh, no. I am the youngest in my family, so maybe that's what that's about. But I am into the idea of a little bro. I hooked up with someone not long ago, and they kept calling me sir while we were hooking up, and it really turned me on. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, That's the first step. Have that's you ever the, had a little bro? Slippery. No, I have brothers. I have, Oh yeah, like, the whole, like, language of, yeah, like, that daddy and little bro. That doesn't yeah. work for me, because I, I think I have a fully functioning, or maybe I'm over, because I know that those are, like, sexual archetypes and roles and it's not really your father when you yeah. say daddy it's not really your brother when you say bro right but when i say daddy or bro or someone calls me that i think siblings parents well and you there's nothing like sexy t- about sibling parents
1: do you feel like that has anything to do with the fact that you're like a family unit
0: uh that you're maybe. part of maybe I, I mean know.
1: i don't i don't like the the daddy thing either It it, it, it
0: weirds me out
1: and i also feel like it's like that's what people say if someone's older and hot. And it's like, well, you can be which older is, and hot and not a father.
0: Which is, well, it's good, though, that there's a language now for older and hot because it used yeah, to be true. in gay culture 40, 50 years ago, there was hot, was this window between 18 and 28, and then it was over. So now that there's a little more like right. oxygen in the room for yeah, old drags like me, that's good. But yeah. I don't want anyone calling me daddy except my son. Yeah,
1: I get that. Uh, Well, I just – yeah, I don't think that they should – I don't think he should, uh, like, hold on to all that crap. I think he should, like, you know, reach out and say to the little bro –
0: Don't call the boyfriend. It's not your boyfriend's job, your ex-boyfriend's job, to police the behavior of this other person on your behalf. And, yeah, you introduced them. Yeah, and and, and so you can't call the the ex and say you're not allowed to sleep with this person. Yeah, You have to speak to this person because you don't have a relationship with your ex. You have a relationship with this guy, your little bro caller. He's the one to talk to. And don't present it as you've done something wrong. Don't present it as you're a monster that you didn't anticipate this or you didn't think – you didn't realize that this would bother me. Present it as I have a little irrational kind of jealousy where my ex is concerned and this is – Kind of freaking me out. Can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And then maybe the end of that conversation will be he's not going to sleep with the ex. Maybe the end of that conversation will be you'll be more comfortable with the idea of him sleeping yeah. with the ex. But I totally get it. But back to your three-way. But
1: back to my So surgery. how
0: did you get out of the house then?
1: Uh, I, I, after I had my freak out, it totally killed the mood. For Everybody. And so then we all just slept
0: really freakouts usually make me so
1: hard
0: (laughs) when someone's having an insecure meltdown (laughs) in the corner of the room. I'm like jacking it.
1: We all three then just slept next to each other in this bed. And then we got up in the morning and the kid that brought me and I, I woke up and he was leaving. And I was like, you can't leave me with the other guy that I just had this meltdown in front of. What are you doing? And he, uh, so we left and then we got down to the, uh, to the lobby of the building and I realized I had left my cell phone in the guy's apartment. And you had to go back up. I had to go back up. Thank God the door hadn't shut all the way. Because you didn't want to wake Tom Cruise at that moment. I did. God, you don't wake up Tom Cruise
0: on a Saturday. to just,
2: Also, to retrieve your it, was, cell also phone. it was
1: Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh
0: my God. This is the saddest three-way story really I think sad. I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of sad ones in
1: my yeah. job. And I was in New York until I, and I, I left when I left the building, I, I couldn't remember where this building was, where I was. And I came out of the building, and we were outside of the U.N. We 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 hadn't been in the U.N. We were across the street from the U.N. And that just made it all the more just sort of eerie and you alarming. a three-way
0: with Kofi Annan.
1: <laughs> and turn <on> the lights.
0: <laughs> you know what? We are all fucking busy all the fucking time. So when it's time to fuel up with a snack, it can be too easy to grab something unhealthy and stupid. Here's what I recommend. Get your snack game on with naturebox.com. With over 100 nutritionist-approved snacks, NatureBox has something for everyone, all with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams of trans fat, and no high-fructose corn syrup, no artificial nonsense at all. So in the afternoon slump, when you're hungry and irritable, grab Greek yogurt pretzels from NatureBox or jalapeno cashews. And now I want to give you the chance to try NatureBox for free with a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks – Yes, I just said free snacks. Start your trial right now by going to naturebox.com/savage. You know you're going to snack. Get smart about it with NatureBox. Go to naturebox.com/savage to get your free trial box of delicious snacks.
4: Hi Dan, I'm in Wyoming, and I'm a 24 year old straight male. Uh, I've met a girlfriend on Tinder. We've been dating for about three months, and she is awesome. We're about to move in together. She's got half of her stuff moved in. The only problem is a friend of mine came to me and said he saw her on Tinder. I confronted her about it. I didn't say that I saw her, that she was on Tinder. I just asked her if there was anything that she'd like to talk about or tell me. And she said, no. And I asked her if she's talking to anyone. She said, not really. And so I had to ask her to elaborate. She wouldn't go anywhere. And I said, why are you on Tinder? She says... That she was, and she didn't know why, that she wasn't getting anything out of it, and she wasn't talking to guys, but she was talking to one girl, and she never met anybody. I told her that, you know, it was, it kind of hurt, and that we could move past it, and I still wanted to move in, and I'm not going to dump her. But as time goes by, I find myself getting a little more angry about it, and I'm just trying to figure out how to get past it or how to figure out if somebody went behind your back and deceived you, how you're supposed to believe what they say.
0: You ever been in a long-term relationship?
4: Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. I you mean, ever
0: been in one that didn't involve daily minor deceptions? Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, obviously. And I, I, I think uh, the Tinder thing, does, I feel like you can't, I mean, I guess you, there is a way to not be on Tinder, but if it's on your <laughs> I'm not on phone, Tinder. yeah, but I mean if it's on your phone, I feel like if you even if you delete the app, I don't know, maybe your profile's still in there. I don't know, but she clearly was doing it, but also is i what I was confused by is was she talking to a girl romantically
0: uh, maybe Tinder has some sort of chat app now, a okay. chat function, I'm not on Tinder. You message back and forth. She's lying about, I was only on Tinder to chat with a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe yeah. she was chatting with a girl, but she's on Tinder for the attention. If yeah. she's not looking to get laid, she's just looking for the erotic buzz the and charge and the validation yeah, right. of people thinking she's hot and like messaging her. Word, and
1: what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but if he's angry about it, they have no business moving in together.
0: Yeah, because it sounds like this is going to grow and grow and grow like a cancer. He'll start policing her every move. He'll, He'll be looking at her
1: laptop right. when she's asleep and,
0: and looking at her laptop for evidence of what caller you should just assume to be true. Yeah, she wants to fuck other people. Yeah, of so course have she a does. Conversation about that, you guess. also want to fuck other people. The question is, if you're in a monogamous relationship, are you going to? Well, no, you're in a monogamous relationship. You're not going to fuck other people. You will both still want to fuck other people. Right, and you'll both still want to feel attractive in the eyes of other people. Mm-hmm. And all dating apps and things like Tinder are is the equivalent you know 30 40 years ago of dropping by a bar after work mm-hmm. to grab a drink yeah. and maybe flirt a little bit and soak up some positive affirming yeah. attention and then go home to your spouse yeah and fuck them yeah and so i don't unless you find evidence that she is arranging to hook up
1: do you think, though, that, like, there's any difference, but that there is a difference between, like, that what you just said, like, going to a bar and, you know, getting that validation or whatever, and then going home and fucking your, your spouse and, and like, actually being in your home that you share with someone else and, like, sitting there on your couch uh, on, like, next to your spouse, like, on Tinder, writing someone else?
0: Yeah. There's because that weirdness. That tips over into inconsideration and yeah. selfishness and cruelty. Yeah. And, you know, making somebody else feel inadequate. Yeah. And also just being a... An asshole. Yeah. But, you know, there's everybody complains about all the fakers on every dating app and Craigslist, the pick collectors what and the fakers.
1: Faker? Oh, like someone pretending to be someone
0: else? Or someone pretending to be interested. Somebody right. that people, you know, they go online, they arrange to hook up, they dirty chat, and then they disappear.
1: Well, it's kind of like uh, that earlier caller, that girl. And the, and the like setting up the fuck buddy thing, and then like it now it just feels like she sends dirty texts and
0: nothing ever comes except from without it. the actual fucking. Ever. Yeah, right. And so people go online and they lead people on, and then people complain about fakes and flakes on every dating app. Perhaps your girlfriend is one of those fakes or flakes, and yeah. she just likes to have guys that she thinks are cute send her send a her. sexy message or two. Yeah. And I, you know, but you know, uh, here I am, who I am, and the kind of relationship I'm in. I don't think that that's you should be. Terribly, terribly threatened by that. No. Any more than you would be threatened by her flirting with somebody at the gym briefly, or yeah. you or, or she should be threatened by you flirting with some woman briefly at the gym or on the street right. or at work or in a bar. So long as your intention isn't to go through with it, mm-hmm. just to like get that affirmation, mutual acknowledgement of attractiveness to feel sort of charged up and take mm-hmm. that energy home. If that's what she's doing, mm-hmm. as for reestablishing trust, that's just, you know, putting your hand back on the stove. If, right. She's going to violate your trust in the future and you're going to violate yeah. hers and there's no long-term relationship without a million little cuts and nicks and a little million band-aids of forgiveness yeah. and and you just have to will yourself to trust her again knowing that she's going to violate your trust at some point. If you want a relationship right. with something that will never violate your trust, get a Furby. A toaster or a Furby. Yeah. Or an emoji, <laughs> something or whatever those little things were. An emo- oh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchis. <laughs> that or a dog. Something that when it violates your trust, you can take it to the vet and have it put down.
1: Only toys from from the 90s. (laughs) Furbies and Tamagotchis (laughs) and Beanie Babies.
0: (laughs) They will never violate your trust. Another human being is going to violate your trust and you're going to violate theirs. And if you can't – I hate to make it sound so commodified, but if you can't exchange – Forgivenesses and 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 reendowing that person with your trust back and forth, and the expectation that they're going to do the same for you—you you have no business being in a relationship.
1: Yeah, and after, I mean, like, and you got to like deal with the like thing he's holding on to right now before you move any further. Right? Yeah. yeah,
0: forgive her, but you should have an honest conversation with her. Yeah, and I think every everybody who moves in, everybody who gets married, everybody should, who who has a relationship, exclusive or not, needs to have a conversation with uh, about. The reality of the fact that you're going to want to fuck other people, I'm going to want to fuck other people. Yeah. If it's an exclusive relationship, we're not going to do that, but we shouldn't have to pretend that we only want to fuck aren't. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be inconsiderate. We shouldn't be cruel to each other. We're not mm-hmm. going to be assholes. But don't look at me if you catch me looking at somebody's ass on the street and go, oh my God, you're looking at that person's ass. Right. As if. That's not telling you anything you don't already know. Right. And yeah. I won't do the same to you. If I see mm-hmm. you checking somebody out, if you flirt with somebody at a party that we're both at, a little bit harmless flirtation, not dragging them to the bathroom and finger banging them and making out and disappearing for 45 right. minutes, a little harmless flirtation, I'm not going to blow up about that. Right. And if you do that, people in your monogamous relationships, your exclusive relationships, if you can get there, you're gonna have a much more harmonious and peaceful monogamous yeah, relationship. It's not like
1: this weird sort of toxic right. silence.
0: And constant policing yeah. and finding fault and exploding. If you can get there, everyone thinks I'm the enemy of monogamous relationships. What I'm saying is if you can get there, you there will be harmony and peace in mm-hmm. your monogamous relationship. And therefore that monogamous relationship will be likelier to survive.
1: The enemy of monogamous relationships would be a really good Disney villain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what would her name
2: be?
1: Uh, uh, Guinevere.
0: Guinevere? She's, that's taken. That's who? Well, I guess she cheats on who? King Arthur. Who's... Guinevere. And... Oh, yeah, that's not really a Disney thing. Well, Guinevere cheated with Lancelot, so she could be um, the enemy of monogamous relationships. Right, Denise.
2: Relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Played by Denise, with the vocal stylings of Denise Red. <laughs> yes. You're obsessed with actresses. Yeah. Why?
1: Uh, why aren't you? I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I'm obsessed with I don't have that. that
0: gay gene. I think – I have I'm, that obsessed with dick gay gene, but not that obsessed with actresses gaging.
1: Yeah, and I really don't have the dick obsessed thing. Um, I, uh, I think I'm obsessed with actresses uh, that uh, have achieved uh, a level of success and then uh, no longer have it and are sort of uh, sort of trying to figure out what to do next. And I don't know what that's about.
0: That's how I feel about, like, Milwaukee and St. Louis. I like these <laughs> yeah, big totally. failed cities. Absolutely. They achieved
1: a certain success and it kind yeah. of receded and they're marooned there, these big cities. Absolutely. It's like Taglione is Detroit, you know. I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uncanny how putting on a great pair of underwear changes your entire outlook for the day. You already know the feeling of putting on ratty old saggy underwear. Now you can get the feeling of wearing great fitting, great looking underwear instead. You just need to know more about MeUndies.com. MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear you have ever worn. They fit perfectly, they don't ride up on you, and they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. They sent us some boxers and briefs to try on, and the sight of Terry in his new Biscay Blue Briefs is a vision I will carry with me to the grave. They make you look great. Go to MeUndies.com slash savage and check out the pics of all the different styles of underwear. And for women, check out those hot-looking boy shorts. MeUndies offers high-quality materials, and the price is a fraction of what typical high-end designers charge. Go to MeUndies.com slash Savage and get 20% off your first order. And right now, you even get free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them. And once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going back. But to get that 20% off, you have to go to MeUndies.com slash Savage. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash Savage.
4: Hi, Dan. Forty-year-old male that uh, has uh, a, you know, a, de- a pretty decent, healthy sex life, and uh, through uh, a number of other partners in the past, who uh, I used to use condoms with, I had a uh, hard time keeping them on uh, because I self-lubricate quite a bit. You know, I imagine that's a you know, my prostate fluid is uh, a little more substantial, or, or uh, you know, pre-cum is more substantial. And so that tends to make the condom slippery, and it slides off even when I'm still fully erect. I was wondering if you have any suggestions on types of condoms that are less susceptible to sliding off, or if you know if there's something if there's particular brands that fit more snugly at the base or <laughs> uh, if you might have any advice on that, I'd appreciate it.
0: If you self-lubricate in great amounts, even if the condom fits snugly at the base, it's just going to turn to a giant water balloon full of precum on your dick.
1: <laughs> Which is fun. It could be fun.
0: <laughs> but then you'd have to throw him and his dick out the building to yeah. make it work like a water balloon to <laughs> drop it on someone on the street below. I, I've never
1: heard of that being like people becoming oh, that, that much person.
0: really yeah some people have sort of a uh, hyperactive uh pre-cum superpowers where they just wow. pump out so so much pre-ejaculate fluid yeah that it's like a leaky faucet it's like a constant stream but, a mighty stream then if, then I, they, if i can when, borrow martin luther King's
1: <laughs> but when they eventually have an orgasm is there less uh come than normal or no. is it it's no because the there's different
0: glands that produce your pre-ejaculate Oh, prejaculate, really? uh, oh. cowper's gland, and something else. There's like seven or eight thousand different glands. I can't keep them straight. Um, <laughs> that exists to uh change the alkaline balance in your urethra because the acidity of uh urine uh, okay. is bad for sperm cells. And it's so oh. what precum and prejaculate does it sort of flushes out your urethra, which is yo- mostly used for pissing, right. To prepare ye the way of the, of the spunk of that's the coming. Cum. Um, Well, what,
1: what, do you know good condoms for that?
0: The obvious solution is a female condom. Have you ever used a female condom? No. (laughs) 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 I mean,
1: on what?
0: (laughs) Well, you can use it for anal sex. Gay people can use it. Um, I call them ass can liners, like trash can liners. Uh It's like a sort of giant polyurethane baggy condom that you put into the orifice that you're going to fuck. So I would put it up my butt? You would put it up your butt and then the person with a bare dick can fuck the condom that your butt is holding in place. Oh, so it's like a, you know, a trash can liner. You put the trash, you put the garbage bag into the trash can. Think of be- your ass as a big I was trash can. Say, that's a
1: beautiful analogy, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> sexier than imagining my ass can. As and trash then somebody can.
0: throws their dick into the garbage over and over and over <laughs> again until they come, and that's a female condom. Um. yeah okay and and so it's it's very capacious there's plenty of room in there for your pre-cum also your pre-cum collar could leak out because there's a wide base on a female condom okay a flared base so it won't necessarily your pre-cum won't necessarily end up dripping back into the orifice that you happen to be fucking and it is a really terrific solution for someone with your problem
1: huh okay i'm not gonna argue that that sounds
0: right to I'm me. So, I'm really surprised that a sophisticated urban gay man your age has, has never heard of female condoms. I
1: mean, I've heard of them. I just didn't know that you could do it with a, with for, a, ass with a for ass fucking. With for ass fucking, I did not. Yeah, I mean, I know of female condoms. So, gay
0: guys who complain uh, or straight guys who complain that they can't feel anything with a condom, right. yeah, uh, people with latex sensitivities because female condoms are made out of polyurethane, are okay. a really good option. Huh? And if you want to fuck two butts or two two vaginas. And go back and forth in a three way, right, yeah. put a female condom in each, and then you don't have to change condoms as you move from person to person. Right. You just put your dick in one, pull out, put your dick in the other, go so back. So it's economic. Yes. And maybe it could have come in handy with that disastrous three way you had. Well, in, it wouldn't. It couldn't have come in handy in with the United that, Nations but... with Tom Cruise and Adina Mazel.
1: <laughs> no, it wouldn't have come in handy with that because there was no fucking happening. I'm
0: so sorry. I know. I'm really trying to If let there's it no go. fucking happening in your three ways, you're doing them wrong. I,
1: I, you're preaching to the choir, Dan.
0: Everybody needs three things, food, money, and something else, but you're not going to get close to any hotties if you have bad breath. Luckily for you, Smart Mouth Activated Mouthwash can help you get rid of your bad breath so you can get lucky. Smart Mouth Mouthwash blocks bad breath for a full 12 hours so you're ready to go whenever he or she or some other point along the gender spectrum is. And Smart Mouth can even prevent morning breath when you rinse at night just in case you're waking up next to someone you want to impress. Most other mouthwashes last only an hour, but Smart Mouth can go all day and night. Just mix two solutions before rinsing twice a day to activate powerful bad breath blockers. That's the secret to the longest-lasting fresh breath. Don't get breath blocked. Get Smart Mouth. And get fresh with 12 hours of fresh, clean breath. Find Smart Mouth activated mouthwash in the shiny green box at CVS Pharmacy or anywhere you shop. Or you can go to SmartMouth.com.
2: Hey, Dan. My wife and I have been together for 25 years, married for about 21. About three years ago, we were ready to get divorced because we just weren't happy. And one day she said to me, I think I just want you to dominate me. And so we began a now three-year-long BDSM career that went from a dom-sub relationship to a master-slave relationship, trying to do a 24-7 total power exchange, which I think is just almost a ridiculous term. Who the hell can do anything for 24 hours a day, seven days a week? So we're three years in and now struggling with... Uh, I'm struggling with the idea that, hey, you know, you asked for this, and now you're telling me, what, I'm too bossy, I'm too masterly, I'm too demanding, I'm too domineering, I'm smothering you. A year ago, two years ago, you were saying, hey, buddy, step up your game. So here it is, and now we're back to feeling like nothing I do makes her happy. So don't know if you deal with this a lot, or if this is something that's completely unique to me. I doubt it.
0: So in your last total power exchange relationship, <laughs> did you do it twenty four seven? No. Or were there times it was just laid back and affectionate?
1: Um. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: How many total power exchange relationships have you had?
1: Um. I have not. I don't think I've had any except like you know the fact that I'm really codependent. There's there's a power exchange to that. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's a there's a d- deep codependency issues. But like, uh, w- but uh, what I'm confused by is like is is part of what she's complaining about part of the whole scenario? Like complaining you're being too bossy. Is that part of the sub thing? Uh, Part of the characterization of it
0: all? I doubt it. It doesn't sound like it's within the role play realm. It sounds like she's stepping out of the roles to critique his performance as 24-7 total power exchange, which is violating the terms of 24-7 total power exchange. Yeah. Which I agree with you, Collar, is kind of unworkable. It's a fine thing perhaps to fantasize and masturbate about, but it's nothing – that's the car that the dog doesn't want to catch. Right. Right. Because it's not going to be actual. It's not going to be what you fantasize about. And this is clearly the Fifty Shades effect. 25 years, married straight couple. The wife suddenly wants to be dominated. But she'd probably prefer to be dominated by a billionaire with a red room of pain than by the husband she's been with 25 years. But it worked for a while. Yeah, you know, it sounds like it jazz things back up, and they had yeah. a sexual adventure. It, I think they just need to. He needs to dial it back.
1: Maybe like like let go of the like extreme of it. Like, like you can't yeah, you can't do anything for twenty four hours it's, it's, unless like, you're a meth addict. But, but you so know, you like,
0: need to mix meth into your total power <laughs> exchange relationship, and then it'll be it Solves fine.
1: everything. But don't. But also, like, don't you think um, that like it's like they're li- You can't live in fantasy all the time.
0: Some people think that you can. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to say total power exchange isn't a thing that anybody's ever pulled off or worked, and I'll get calls from people chained to walls and dungeons who will tell me that they've been in total power exchange relationships. Have you ever for been years. in one of those kind of relationships? No, no. I'm. I, yeah. I can be in temporary power exchange where sure. you're the boss for the next 45 minutes. Sure. Yeah. And then we go back to me ordering you around, which yeah. is what I'm more comfortable with. Oh, I see. Okay. Or you know, just I, I'm too much of a control freak. Right. Outside of the sex, like I can like not be in charge during sex. That's fine. Yeah, right. But then, but then you know, it's like, yeah, I what wonder... movie we're gonna see and where we're gonna go to dinner? Exactly. And what yeah. color we're gonna paint the bedroom? Right. That's you wanna... I have to have the last say. Sure. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: but yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it, I I don't I wouldn't uh, even know where to begin on a relationship like that. I, I just don't...
0: think I think she her eyes were bigger than her stomach. That oh. she asked for more than mm-hmm. she could actually handle. She asked for what she thought she wanted and has discovered it's not what she wanted. Yeah. And so you just need to dial it back to Dom Sub yeah. as an occasional thing. sprinkle on the cupcake and not the whole goddamn cupcake right. itself.
1: Is that, is that a thing? Like the you said the Fifty Shades effect? Has that been like something?
0: Oh, yeah. Lots of middle-aged straight ladies reading Fifty Shades of Grey. All and of a sudden getting into that? All of a sudden getting into it, wanting their husbands to try it. Women come into their kinks later in life. Men hit sexual peak in their teens. We know what our kinks are by the time we're 20. Uh-huh. We've been jacking off about them for five years before we ever meet somebody who wants to right. have sex with us. get into it. Right, yeah. and women hit their sexual peaks later in life. And, I, and this is just my crackpot pulled from my ass theory. Also, it's the plot of Hope Springs with Meryl Streep. There you go. Women hit <laughs> their sexual peak later in life, and I think that's when kinks emerge, during sexual peakdom. Yeah, And it's another sign from God that we are supposed to be in same-sex relationships so that our sexual peaks coincide. Did you see Hope Springs? No, I didn't. Jean Smart
1: works at a uh, Chico's in it. No, mm-hmm. she doesn't. A Coldwater Creek.
0: Who's see, Jean Smart? A better
1: homo than I. I have no you idea who Jean, Jean, Jean Smart, Smart is. You know Smart is? Designing Women? Mm-hmm. Okay, Dan. I
0: didn't watch Designing Women. I mean, fine. You don't have to brag about it. I was out of the country. Where were That's you? That's something like I'm bragging about. I lived in Europe for a few years. I missed all sorts of stuff. I never saw Twin Peaks. I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, what were you doing I've in Europe? i never watched Golden Girls. You've never watched? Come on.
1: You've watched Golden Girls. I've watched
0: a clip or two that I was forced to watch, but I don't, I don't see. In, in a Dom Sub situation. In a Dom Sub situation. Total Power Exchange. I was forced to watch Golden Girls <laughs> yeah. all night long. <laughs> I thought I was going to get my dick sucked. No, I had to watch. And I'm a B. Arthur fan. I love her in Mame. Okay. I love her in Fiddler. Yeah. So yeah, I know about B. Arthur in Mame and Fiddler.
1: Yeah. That's Vera Charles. Yeah. We'll always be bosom
0: buddies. Right.
1: Yeah. I know. Um, but no, that's interesting. No, no Golden Girls. No Golden Girls. Anyways, Yeah, So Meryl Streep's character in Hope
0: Springs hits her. So do you think PK you watch more gay porn or more uh, female-driven comedies over <laughs> straight ladies in female-driven comedies? Well, I definitely
1: spend more time with those movies. I, I when I watch porn, I watch it very like in just for night. a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I do you do that like and jump to the moments that you want to like the the moments you know are going to get you You're off. You're going to hate me when I say this. No, you don't watch
0: porn. I don't watch a lot of porn. I don't, why, why I, I, don't watch my, I don't really like videos. I, I'm a lady. I'm a girl. I like to read dirty stories. Do you? Yeah. So when you jerk off, you just
1: like use your imagination?
0: I have people for that. <laughs> I, I don't jerk
1: myself <laughs> off.
0: I, I've achieved a certain level of notoriety and success where somebody <laughs> comes to mother lawn, somebody comes to clean the house, and somebody comes and jacks me off. Everything. Great. Yeah. It's Like you have your own gale. <laughs> 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 We're not going to unpack that reference for fear of being sued. There are lots of gals in the world. We're not saying which gal it was. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Oh, likewise, Jeffrey Self, writer, performer. He hosts This Is Really Important. It is a podcast. Thisisreallyimportant.com. It is really important, too. Is where you can find his very important podcast. And you can catch his solo show at Akbar and Silver Lake. Please respect my privacy. Tuesday, March 31st, 8 p.m. What's your solo show about?
1: Um, It's actually about, I went through a, a really. Um, Traumatic breakup, and I experienced it all on social media by tweeting about it and writing about it on my on Tumblr every day, and so it's about uh, to the point where my ex boyfriend filed a restraining order against me to get me to stop talking about it in public, and so it's about that.
0: Would you like to talk about your breakup here right now? No, please don't. <laughs> no. Did, did, was it a successful restraining order? Did no, the judge no, no, no. tell you to no, stop no. tweeting?
1: He, he eventually dropped it. But it was really insane. And like, and deserve it. Because I was like, I just like couldn't stop tweeting about it. I had like a full blown meltdown. Oh my god! It was my first real breakup though. My first like real heartbreak.
0: How long were you with him? Three and a half years.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. We're good now. And he came, weirdly, he came to see the show <sighs> about the breakup when I did it in New York. Wow. Crazy. And beforehand, I was like, all right, this is going to be weird, but if you want to, sure. And it was so much weirder for me.
0: I bet. Yeah,
1: it was really intense.
0: The show is Please Respect My Privacy to Akbar in Silver Lake, March 31st to 8 p.m. Thank you so much for sitting in. Thanks again.
3: Hi, Dan. I was calling in response to the caller who didn't realize that her boyfriend grabbing people's genitalia was unacceptable. I wanted to say that your response was spot on and that this also should, like... Go doubly for women. I've definitely had the experience of being at parties with other women who think that because we're all girls, it's totally acceptable to like grab each other's boobs and like that's just funny. And it's always made me extremely uncomfortable to the point that I just don't like hang out with those people anymore because I don't want to be in that situation. So if everyone could stop just like touching each other without permission because they think it's funny in party situations, that'd be awesome.
4: Hi, I am calling uh, because. You were talking about the concept of how to ask someone to have a three-way with you. And I think you left out an important tool in the asking process. If I were that dude, I would go up to my male friend and very casually, as if you had zero intentions about asking him anything, or just because you want to maybe seem like you have a problem, go up to the friend and say, so, what do you think about the concept of three ways? Do you think like that 's a good idea to put into a marriage to spice things up just as if it 's a general question and I think that is step one as to how to ascertain whether this dude would be down for a threesome because if his answer is "Oh, I think that 's weird," and that 'squigg him out you 've got your answer. But if he says, oh, I think threesomes are an awesome idea. I've always wanted to have one. There's your in. Hi, I just had a comment
3: for the man who's considering asking one of his friends to have a threesome with him and his wife. I think what he didn't consider is that it's a big compliment just in general. He's saying to his friend, I think you're attractive. My wife thinks you're attractive. We think you have a good sexual energy. That's an awesome compliment. So I think he should do it and not think it's going to be awkward. But if it doesn't work out, then that's a nice compliment he gave to his friend. Um, The same goes in general for anyone asking anyone out on a date. If they say no or you're not their type, it's a nice compliment.
0: And we're going to leave you there. This week's Savage Lovecast continues at savagelovecast.com where you will find the Magnum subscription edition of the Savage Lovecast. More calls, more guests, more of everything, and no ads. Go to savagelovecast.com for information about subscribers. 206-201-2720 206-201-2720 is the number here at the Savage Lovecast. If you want to record a question or a comment for a future show, give us a buzz. 206-201-2720. Follow me on Twitter at FakeDanSavage. Follow Jeffrey Self on Twitter at JeffreySelf. You might want to follow him on Instagram too, also at JeffreySelf. The Hump Tour is coming to Chicago and Cleveland in April. April 17th and 18th at the Music Box Theater Chicago's North Side, and April 25th at the Cleveland Cinematique uh, Go to HumpTour.com for tickets and info about upcoming Hump Tour dates. Hump, of course, is the Pacific Northwest's biggest, best, and only amateur play, film, festival curated and hosted by him. The Savage Lovecast is produced every week by Nancy Hartunian and me and the tech-sevy at Rescute and Nancy. We will all be back at you next week with another installment of The Savage Lovecast. Thanks for having